we do a lot of launches. So um, on launch days, when we initially launch the product, we'll see a huge spike and we'll let it die down to one of the low points of the day and send out an SMS and see equal or higher spikes later in the day than when we initially launched the product, just because all those people get it and they immediately take action. We actually have a client who just made over over a million dollars this year in sales and their average response time from text to purchase is 20 minutes. So, I mean, these people are not playing around. I mean, just think about how you communicate with everybody that you know. If somebody writes you an email, you'll get to it when you get to it. But a text message, you either look at it and respond or you don't. Welcome to another episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ad Podcast. Today we have Ben Vandal, the CMO at Constantly Varied Gear. You'll want to hear about how his SMS campaigns have generated well over six figures, and you'll learn how he fails fast and corrects faster with new offers. My favorite part is how he details how he utilizes urgency to maximize sales faster. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. But before we begin, if you are an agency owner or media buyer, head over to funneldash.com to learn how you can scale your ads with just a click. That's funneldash.com. Now, without further ado, here is your host, Dylan Carpenter. All right, y'all. We're back in business with another episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ad Podcast. I'm your host today, Dylan Carpenter, and I am amped for this one because I'm all about communities. Now, today we have a very special guest, Ben Vandal, the CMO of Constantly Varied Gear, as well as a partner in Messenger Mastermind. Now, these guys, they easily manage mid-seven figures yearly for their clients, and they kill it at it. So while the hype is real, Ben, what's up, man? Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dylan. Yeah, yeah, not a problem at all. So give everybody a little idea of kind of who you are, just so they have some kind of context. Yeah, um, I am Ben Vandal, Constantly Varied Gears CMO. Uh, we do ladies apparel for fitness brands, and we specialize in community, really. And I am also a partner at Messenger Mastermind. We started as a podcast, turned into a conversational marketing agency where we really just help people conquer their own channels and... Um, get the most out of the customers that they have. How long have you been in that for so far? We've done that uh, coming up on two years now. Podcast almost had 100 episodes, and we've gone through between six to 10 clients now over the two years. It's been really fun, worked with some great brands, and learned a lot along the way too. It's kind of cool how you reverse the roles from podcasts to that versus that to the podcast, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, we started as e-com marketers in six-figure brands and we've grown along the way now cvg is in eight figures and uh jeremy who's the host of the podcast worked at lumi who is a high eight figure brand now so um yeah we've we've really come a long way and kind of met each other at um a couple conferences and then we just got together and we're like we should start a podcast about marketing and then it turned into a lot of people listening being like hey could you help me with this and then we organically turned into an agency so it was kind of cool that's super neat. Yeah, build that following and they will come, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you can help people, they they appreciate it. <laughs> oh, definitely. So what all platforms are all kind of running ads on these days? Yeah, so we um, mainly focus just like 
every company is in Facebook, um, but we go to some ancillary platforms. Our big specialty at Messenger Mastermind is uh, SMS marketing. So we work with a lot of SMS platforms like Attentive, SMS Bump, Postscript, and really try to get people to maximize the most out of that platform that we think is going to be kind of the new frontier. You know, it's going to take over or usurp email eventually. That's the way we look at it. And we've just seen unbelievable stats as far as response times, response to buy, um, open and deliverability is just unbelievable in the platform. So that's really what we've been focused on. And we were big into Messenger when we first started a couple of years ago. Like um, chatbots kind of or like? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Big into chatbots. And that kind of evolved into it's basically the same strategy, just with a better platform and SMS. So that's where we've uh, taken it to now. Now, I don't know what your rich ad is, but I'm kind of curious on the SMS side. What's your biggest win? Yeah. So as far as, um, I don't know why I didn't see this question coming, but uh, one one big win we have in SMS is um, a customer win back program. Mm -hmm. So basically after a customer makes a purchase, we text them between 15 to 30 minutes after and we make them an offer and we say, we can add this to your existing order for no additional shipping cost, if you have the logistical ability to do that. And a lot of times you can do it too, depending on your product. It can be a warranty. It can be an informational product. It can be a digital download. And it's just you capitalizing on the buyer's high and it, the deliverability. And you know the customer is going to see that offer. It, it really is unbelievable. That is super interesting. I've tried a little bit of the SMS in my day, but nothing executed too much. But I saw somebody on Twitter and the digital marketing world on Twitter is just blowing up. It's kind of wild. But there was one guy in the first seven minutes of his campaign he launched out, he had 1,800 sales. And I was yeah. just like, all through SMS? Like, oh my God, that's huge. <laughs> yeah, we we have um, we do a lot of launches. So um, on launch days, when we initially launch the product, we'll see a huge spike and we'll let it die down to one of the low points in the day and send out an SMS and see equal or higher spikes later in the day than when we initially launched the product, just because all those people get it and they immediately take action. We actually have a client who just made over a over million dollars this year in sales, and their average response time from text to purchase is 20 minutes. So, I mean, these people are not playing around. I mean, just think about how you communicate with everybody that you know. If somebody writes you an email, you'll get to it when you get to it. But a text message, you either look at it and respond or you don't. But you're seeing that text message no matter what. So it's extremely valuable if you don't abuse it and uh, you're clear and to the point. It it's really is one of the best platforms out now. Oh, my gosh. That's some worthy highlight snippets right there. Man, because, yeah, I remember that was my whole concept with the chatbot side of things is when people get a message on Facebook, they're 100% going to look at that. So those open rates and click-through rates were just – Super bomb. We just found issues with convert, you know, conversion rates and whatnot. But I'm sure, you know, with that real time data, you can really see some good trends and you know, optimize based off that. Yeah, I think a lot of people just get nervous in the beginning that it is a little spammy um, or it feels spammy. And that's kind of the uh, the stigma around it. But if you do it right, I think people and the way technology is evolving, I think people are more and more comfortable being marketed to in text message if it's done properly. I mean, we just saw unbelievable political campaigns run through text message. I mean, I think that really brought it to the forefront for everybody. But if brands do it right, I mean, they make such big wins. I mean, Kylie Jenner 
has has done unbelievable campaigns through marketing. Um, and it, it's just really taking over the younger demographic. Now, million dollar question here. Have you fallen into your own trap and got an SMS marketing text and converted from it? Yeah, that's a great question. Actually, I am on so many because you just (laughs) sign up for every list trying to get tips and tricks. Um, Yeah, I've definitely, I've gotten into pretty much converted through every ad platform there is. (laughs) That that just tells you how well uh, people are targeting now is that like I can convert through anything now because I'm seeing everything that pertains to me. So if I need it and it comes up to me in that uh, form, I'm going to buy it that way. Oh, yeah. I, I fell into my first trap of it this Black Friday, Cyber Monday. I got some new shirts, and I'm like, man, I usually hate these, but they, they got me this time. <laughs> yeah, I'm always a tougher customer, too, so I'll end up clicking something and then uh, buy it down the road through a retargeting ad on Facebook or something like that. Oh, it, and it takes a couple touch points to get me. I feel like a hard sell. Oh, I wait 29 days just because I know the attribution, you know? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, wait for those uh, abandoned card emails. <laughs> Oh, it's fun. Well, let's get to the actual structure of the show here. <laughs> I love going on tangents. But in this scenario, we love to kind of dive into what's working for you at this kind of point in time. So what's your rich ad? Yeah, so really a couple of things that we've gotten into here in Q4. I mean, we're at the tail end of Q4 now. And ads have gotten extremely expensive. So something that we've done is really transferred all of our prospecting um, spend into the best offer that we can provide. So we call it our tripwire, and it is usually something that the customer perceives as the best offer. So 50% is something that we see extremely uh, high take rate on, or buy one, get one is another popular one. We've done all kinds of research on this, 30%, 40%, 60%. It seems like 50% is the win. I think people just look at it and see half off and it immediately pops into their mind that I need to get this. And if you can put it, put some urgency in the ad with a limited time offer or there won't be around for long, excuse me, or a limited inventory while supplies last, that always works well too. Um, and we've seen just about every account have success with this 50% offer. Have you ever tried some sort of monetary value where maybe the average order value is 75 bucks? So you kind of milk them in to get $15 off something. That's. Yeah. Yeah. So we've definitely tested that exact thing. Let's say it's a $50 item. We've done uh, this item, just $25. We've done this item, just $25 off. We've done 50% off. It always seems that percentage. I don't know if people like doing the math on their own, but it's the 50% off. Or the, the buy one, get one has worked relatively well too, which is just still a 50% off offer. Uh, but it seems like that percentage off, I don't know if it's a wow factor of seeing that and knowing that that is an enticing offer regardless of the original price. But that that seems to be the winner for us over the past month. Now, how do you go on board with clients for this to say, hey, we're te- you want to test some different offers? Do you have them bump the price up to make it reasonable for them to have that 50% off? Or is that just kind of part of the game there? Yeah, so we have done that. Uh, A lot of times what we do is their highest margin product and ensure them. I mean, a lot of what we do at Messenger Mastermind is grooming products for repeat purchases. So we try to take the most loyal customers and give them 
the best opportunity to buy at full price because they trust your brand. So the way we really frame it is we want people to people who don't know who you are to take your product and build trust with you, right? First, they're, they're um, hesitant about buying online, right? They don't know if they're going to receive the product on time. They don't know what the quality of the product is. So if you can lead with your highest margin product that we feel like represents your brand at a really good offer and the customer gets it, they're going to fall in love. And then if we hit them continuously with one content, two great offers through email and SMS and any other channels that we have the ability to, they're going to come back and you'll eventually regain that money on the front end if you're not taking too bad of a loss. We really go at it. And we try to make them break even on that top line and knowing that we'll make money on the back end with our strategies. Oh, big time. And it sounds like y'all are pretty involved from start to finish, even on the back end side of things. So I feel like you have a lot of control on how that system works. Cause I, you know, I know a ton of individuals who just don't get involved in the back end to where they need to kind of really kill it on the front end in order to make it worthwhile when it's be probably an easier fix for some sort of back end optimization or some sort. Yeah, kind of the way the industry has gone is everyone's like a slave to ROAS. So we completely understand like when, you know, you can't bring things to your clients without having a full explanation and full data behind it because it's a it's kind of a big leap of faith. But if you can just get that customer in the door the first time and then hit them, you have opportunities with cross sells, with upsells, with post purchase sells, with customer win back, text message like we just mentioned you can kind of break that top line a lot quicker and um, just report back to your client and have them build trust in you too. I mean, that's ultimately the the case. Oh, big time. Now, when it comes to an offer like 50% off, how do y'all kind of test that out of curiosity? Is it, you know, a bunch of different creatives to see what kind of hits and, you know, when something does hit, does that get the majority of the budget or are there a bunch of just 50% off ads that you kind of have, you know, active at one time? Yeah, so we've tested this a bunch too. So dynamic creatives have worked well, but what really seems to work well from this offer on the Facebook side of things has been static images of the product uh, in use. And it seems to, what happens is 50% off, a customer sees it, they tag a friend. Then that friend starts a conversation. Facebook shows that to more and more people that do that. And suddenly you have, not only the spend that you're putting behind it, but you have organic spend on an ad, which is unbelievable, organic virality almost, of people who not only want to buy it now, but they want to buy it in groups, which is much more powerful. And when they buy it in groups, that feeds into our community theme. Or they tag a friend and they're like, yeah, I got this one last week. You know, I love this. And then it, it really perpetuates itself down the line. So we've seen... For some reason, static images get the best engagement on Facebook and non-dynamic static ads seem to perpetuate that engagement over and over. If you can just put that spend. And I get the allure of, of doing a dynamic ad because it offers so many varieties. But if you can really pick one, pick a winner, pick your best creative, simple headline to the point with a direct CTA, it seems to work for us that we've seen with our clients. So it'll be a lone ad that could easily take up, you know, the majority of the budget versus having five or six that are spread out or even we'll take the dynamic creative out of the equation because that's just like thousands of variables there. Yeah. But you're pretty much just testing, you know, one specific combo, rolling that, seeing if it gauges and 
putting most spin behind that besides having, you know, four or five different static images and kind of, you know, expanding that budget across all of those? Yeah, especially since our kind of whole business model is around community purchasing. Uh, we found just like a, we, we found that your customers turn into your customer service, right? So they go onto this ad, they find a great offer, they comment, they say, yes, this is a great offer. They're answering questions for you about sizing, about product description, about benefits. And then all of a sudden, your comments have turned into the thousands on your spend and you just got all these free eyeballs on it. Um, and people that it's your best offer. I mean, if you can't win with your best offer in front of thousands of free organic feeds, then you need to go back to the drawing board on the offer. Hell yeah, man. I'm, I'm enjoying this one. <laughs> so while that is freaking awesome right there, let's talk about some nightmares. Let's dive into our poor ad segment. What's something you thought would kill that just kind of flopped? Yeah. Yeah. So that the nightmare segment for me is kind of testing to find this offer, right? So uh, we, we go into the weeds and I think you get so involved and so in love with your own products that you think, you know, people will like this for 30% off and you put it up and uh, it flops, you know, you spend a couple thousand dollars and you're like, I can't even give this away, you know, (laughs) and then uh, you'll try a different thing that something will work really well in your mind, uh, buy one, get one collection. And it just doesn't pan out. And you start spending all these thousands of dollars. And the worst part is when you find a winner, like the 50% off offer, and you still try to improve on it, and you're just spending money on something that doesn't work. That's that's what's the really frustrating thing is. Marketers, for some reason, can't just take a win. They have to kind of get the most out of it. They have to find something better or find the new big thing. And a lot of times it's not selling vanilla ice cream to people who want chocolate ice cream. You know, you, you can't shove products down people's throats. You have to make the best offer and let the people who are going to buy come to you. And you can't just make them buy. If they buy leggings, you can't force them to buy sweatshirts because they might not want to do that. Just put out your best product and the best offer you can that represents your brand and then groom them along the way into something that they might like. Man, with what you mentioned, if they're into leggings and you have a sweatshirt, you know, that could just not work out. And that's kind of funny you mentioned that because one of the first guests we had was the exact that scenario. They wanted to test out a new product side of, you know, their normal leggings and pants and it just flopped completely, man. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that stuff always, always works. Uh, It always seems to work well with community, but not at the top line, if that makes sense. And it's kind of, I think people always, you know, a big phrase with celebrity interviews is don't forget where you came from right and that's the same thing with a lot of companies like the product that got you there the product that got you over six figures over seven figures it's what's going to keep you going so just don't abandon that and give the people what they want you know maybe that's more variety of that maybe it's more variance on that maybe it's something different and you can build you can build a whole ancillary catalog of amazing offers off of one hero product. I mean, we've seen thousands and thousands of companies. Some of the best companies in the world have done that. So um, it's stick with what got you there and kind of, you know what your bread and butter is and stick with that, especially during Q4 and times when ads get so, so expensive. It's not the time to test it, you know, test with your own channels. It's, you know, spend on your hero products and get them to to make you the best offer. That's what it comes down to. 
I love this. And the fact you've been able to kind of portray it to where we'll take that hero product with the best margins and kind of push that for 50%. I'm literally going to go test that this weekend and I'm ecstatic now. So hey, yeah, that's a good little actionable takeaway y'all. Yeah. I mean, we've done, we've done it too with other products that are the higher margin, lower, uh, lower value products. So like it might seem better to get a, a customer in the door with a $10 product, but if you're, if it's not your hero product and it doesn't represent what your brand does well, then it's so much harder to make them take the transition because they trusted you with this $10 item. It doesn't represent your $50 item. So then they're like, okay, well, it's not the quality I thought. I took a chance. It didn't work. So lead with what you want them to buy. It's like when you go into a optimize a campaign, you, you optimize for the event that you want to happen. You know, So lead with the product you want them to buy. This episode is brought to you by Funnel Dash's ad card, the only charge card exclusively for your digital ad spend in partnership with MasterCard. And if you are an aggressive affiliate dealing with dozens of ad accounts, or you are in gray hat or black hat verticals, such as drop shipping, CBD, or other verticals where you're dealing with ad accounts getting shut down, business managers getting shut down, or even de-platform from platforms like Facebook and Google, then you absolutely need to check out Funnel Dash's ad card. We give you unlimited free virtual debit and credit cards. So you can have a dedicated card for every single ad account campaign. And you can attach any name and address in the US so you have complete anonymity on the card and at the card level. Plus, one of my favorite features is that you don't have to pre-fund or even top off like most typical virtual card solutions today. So if this is you and you're operating these verticals, whether you're an agency or an advertiser, then check out AdCard at FunnelDash.com. Man, I'm loving this. Now, of course, we're in the poor ad segment, kind of. So I'm kind of curious, with the different offers you've tested, which ones crashed the most and how much media spend did you put behind it before you realized, oh gosh, this is not, this is not working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think the real problem, uh, <laughs> when you, when you do something or go with a client who wants to do an offer that is similar to a lead capture, like a 10% off offer, and they are insistent that it will work because they never discount their products. And then you go in and you you put money behind it and then they're like, well, maybe they just don't like that product, that version of the product. So we'll try the other product and 10% off. And you're like, 10% off is the issue. It's not the product. So you need to keep trying. And I mean, spent we've spent 50% of monthly budgets trying on an offer that doesn't work. I mean, and that can be really bad depending on the time of year. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, I mean, the, the thing we try to take away the most from that is micro wins, right? If we can get emails off of that or SMS numbers, even engagements and page views that we can retarget them on, then at least we can salvage it on the back end. Yeah. But, um, you know, so I, I know that's the failure part is we're not getting the conversions. But if you can perpetuate with different KPIs that you can reach back out to that customer with, you can ultimately save it in the end. But it doesn't look great, you know, when you're when you're insisting that you have a winning strategy, and the offer that they bring or isn't the best, or maybe maybe it's an offer that you like too, and it, it just didn't work, and um, you spend a lot of budget behind that. So, salvaging any KPI you can out of that, and then trying to make the most and get any money in the door after that is really the the best way to go. Oof, love it. So the final piece of the pie. 
We love to kind of, you know, find the crossroads of marketing and the financial side of things, hence the name of the podcast. So what kind of financial tip or principle can you share with the audience based on your kind of expertise over there? Yeah, so I think the thing you should do financially on the marketing side of things is find the channel that works best for you that's most cost efficient and put all your money into that. Or not all of it, but 80% of your money into that. What we do as marketers is exploit things that work. Is So if the 50% offer is working, don't spread your money out over a bunch of different offers. Flood it into that 50% offer. And if you find that a post-purchase text message is working well, put all your eggs in that basket. I mean, it's when you look at investors like Warren Buffett, right, how he got there. He didn't get there by diversifying his portfolio. He went all in on things that he thought was going to work. And when they hit, he skyrockets. And that's what you do. And you can pick it up as a marketer if you're in the ads platform. You can tell what's working right away. So shifting budget away from what isn't and into what is, I mean, it sounds super simple, but that sometimes can take swallowing your pride and putting all your money into that. And it really, that's what we do as marketers is just exploit those, um, exploit the things that are working until they don't work anymore and then find something else that does. And with this being the topic, do you have any tips or tricks for people with this shiny object syndrome who see a new chatbot offering or something where like, oh, this could be huge for my audience, but I don't know if it works. What kind of, you know, how would you combat that? It's a real yeah. thing. <laughs> um, the thing that we do with that is just kind of fail fast. I mean, I, I'm all about trying new things and you really should as marketers because you never know what's going to be the next big thing. But it's think of all the time that you're going to spend learning and optimizing this tool, not to mention the money that it needs to learn, and then f make a budget for it and fail fast. I mean, if it doesn't work, move on to the next thing. You can always go back to it. Um, but like we said, find what's working and just flood it. Oof. I'm loving this, man. Well, we covered some good stuff here. So Ben, let everybody know, you know, how can we support you? Any cool projects in the works? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we have a podcast, The Messenger Mastermind, every Tuesday on every platform that you consume podcasts on, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. And we also have um, a website, messengermastermind.co. You can check it out. We have a lot of tips and tricks on there. And if you're looking for a free SMS audit, uh, you can email us at hi at messengermastermind.co, H-I at messengermastermind.co, and we'll see uh, where we think we can make you some money on SMS. Hell yeah. And Ben, what's the best way for everybody to get in touch with the man himself? Yeah, uh, I have a LinkedIn profile, uh, Benjamin Vandal on LinkedIn. You can find me there. I'm on just about every social platform under my name, but... I'm not that interesting, so <laughs> LinkedIn might be the best. Well, Vin, man, thanks for jumping on. I absolutely love this one. Yeah, Dylan, thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ad Podcast. If you're like me and listen to podcasts on the go, go ahead and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and richadpoorad.com slash podcast. And if you absolutely love the show, go ahead and leave a review and a comment, share with a friend. If you do, 
take a copy, screenshot of it, email me, Zach at FunnelDash.com. Show me you left a review and I'll give you a free copy of the Rich Ad Poor Ad book. To learn more about the book, go to RichAdPoorAd.com. To leave a review, go to RichAdPoorAd.com slash review. Thanks again.